Good morning. This is Evangelist Valerie Laurie coming to you with sharing the Word of God. And today for our morning reflection, we're going to be coming from John chapter 2, starting at verse number 1. And it says, On the third day there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. When they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. Jesus said to her, Woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Whatever he says to you, do it. Now there were set there six water pots of stone, according to the manner of purification of the Jews, containing twenty or thirty gallons apiece. And Jesus said to them, Fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, Draw some out now, and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. And when the master of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, and did not know where it came from, but the servants who had drawn the water knew, the master of the feast called the bridegroom. And he said to them, Every man at the beginning sets out the good wine. When the guests have well drunk, then the inferior, you have kept the good wine until now. This beginning of signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory, and his disciples believed in him. So we see forth a story here of where Jesus, there's a wedding that is in town. And can you imagine the buzz that was going on about the wedding? Uh, anytime you have a wedding, there is a lot of hoopla for the, uh, the, the bride who's got to get everything together and the, the groom trying to get everything together and support the bride during all of these things. So there was a wedding that was in town, and you know that it had to be the talk of the town for this wedding to even be mentioned in the Bible. It says that the mother of Jesus, she was one of the, the guests that was there, and then Jesus was invited along with his disciples. You see, in the previous chapter, we see where uh, Jesus had come into contact with John the Baptist and that he Jesus had been identified as the Son of God. And John had picked Jesus out from the crowd because God had said that, he said that, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove and he remained on him. I did not know him. But he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, Upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. Jesus had also gone about and picking his disciples. That would be the team that would work closely with him. So here it was that now they were at a wedding that is in Cana of, of Galilee. And then... But something happens at the wedding. Uh, they had run out of wine. And so one of the things when it comes to women, women look at details and stuff. Women keep track of what's going on. And the mother of Jesus realized they have no wine. So she went and she talked to her son. So 
Jesus, she tells him, she identifies to him, they have no wine. So can you imagine that when in your life situations come out when you run out of things and you have a need in everyday practical life, this was at this wedding, they had run out of wine, but these days and times we run, primarily we run out of money. And so that's an important matter. And so the mother of Jesus says to him, they have no wine. And just as she has says they have no no wine, when you and I run out of things that we need, we can go to Jesus with those things that we need. But here we see the dynamics, uh, the the relationship that has been built up between a mother and the Son of God. Even though it is not expressed here, you can see that uh, there is a relationship between the mother and the son. You can read it as he may have said, Woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. And so you look, the mother says to him, his mother said to the servants, Whatever he says to you, do. Whatever he says to you, do it. So the mother already knew, despite what Jesus said, that he was going to respond to her in her request, that he would give her what she had said. Uh, the Bible says that the stories about Jesus, it's, it's not enough room in the Bible to write down everything that is done. And so there have to be missing pieces in here between the things that the mother had already seen that Jesus had done, that he did probably privately, but these things he did openly. So she knew that he would grant what she had requested because there was a relationship already built up with the Lord. Uh, Do you know that when you and I have a relationship with God, that whatever we ask of Jesus, whatever we ask of God, because we have that relationship, we can count on him, that we can trust him, that we know that he will do what he says that he would do. And so here it was that she's asking the question. She's saying to him, they have run out of wine. She just makes that statement. They have run out of wine. They have no wine. And then she she speaks She makes the statement because she knows that the Lord knows that there is a problem and there is an issue. So whenever we get in trouble and we have problems and we have issues, God is not going to leave us out there by himself. If we got that relationship with him, whenever you have a lack or you have a concern or an issue, a father, the relationship that we have with Abba Father, as with this relationship, Jesus was so connected with God that whenever he saw the problems and the issues of anybody, his his obligation, the thing that he would feel is that he wanted to meet that need because that was the heart of the Father. And so because of 
her and her relationship with her son, probably with what she had seen before him coming on the scene and 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 out in the open as to him being Jesus Christ, that she knew how his heart were, was. She probably knew that whenever there may have been lack in the family, or if there was lack, that Jesus was there, and Jesus would try to fix whatever was wrong in their life. So she just said to him, with a statement, they have no wine. So she knew that Jesus was going to fix it because of the relationship that they had. Do you know that when you and I have the relationship, do, don't you know that Jesus is going to fix it for you? Don't you know that God is concerned about every hair that's on your head? That God is concerned about your needs, whatever it is that you lack? And so she just makes a statement to those servants who are around whatever he says to you do it whatever he says to you do it when God speaks to you whatever he says to you then you ought to know that you he, uh, you need to do it because God is backing you up so it says that now they had six water pots of stone according to the manner of purification of the Jews containing 20 or 30 gallons of peace. And so the water pots were there. And then Jesus makes a statement and he says to fill the water pots with water. So Jesus takes those things that are available. He'll take what's available for you and I, and he'll tell us to use them. So he takes the water pots and he tells the servants and he says to fill the water pots with water. Water is tasteless. It is nourishing to the body and we have to have it. But there's no kick in water. There's no sweetness to it. There's no taste to it. And God can take those things that are in our lives that are common things that have no flavor. But when the Spirit of the Lord touches something that He is going to use, He can change it and He can make things that are uh, that be not as though they were. So things that be not become because of Him. It doesn't matter what it is that God tells you that He's going to use. God can change the, the composition of something that is ordinary into something that is extraordinary. So whatever it is that God tells you to use in your time of lack, whatever it is that God speaks to you to use in your time of lack, you know that you can trust him because you know that what he says that he will do, that he will do. Because we can read the history of God and we can see that God can take nothing and God can speak to nothing and nothing in our life can become something and something can become fruitful. Something can, can give us a blessing that would be beyond whatever we would think. So he tells them, he says to fill the water pots with water. Uh-huh. And they had already had the instruction from the mother that whatever he tells you to do, that do. And so they went and they filled them up to the brim. So they filled them 
the water pots all the way up with the water. They filled it up with water, common water, something that was tasteless, something that had no kick to it. And just by them performing what Jesus had said, Jesus performed something because he turns right around. He took that nothing, the water that was just water that you would drink. He took the nothing and he blessed it just in that instant. Just in the instance of your obedience, if you obey, if you obey the voice of the Lord, you can see a turnaround in your situation because you desired to, to you you would uh, step out on what God said for you to do. Uh, you believe what He said. You acted upon what He instructed you to do, and so instantaneously, the something had changed in the composition of the water. The water that was just drawn from wherever they had drawn it from, whether it was a well or not. The time that they took to fill those six water pots, uh, the water that they put in that was just common water. Now Jesus says, he says, now draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast. So they're still hanging on to what the mother had said, that whatever he says for you to do, that you should do. And so they obeyed. So they took it. And so they took it to the master of the feast. Uh, can't you see that with whatever they had, they had to have a confidence in what the lady had said. They had to have a confidence that whatever the mother of Jesus had said, that they believed in that word that she had said. They had to have a confidence in knowing that they weren't going to be looking like fools going unto the master of the feast and taking out something that they didn't even know how it was made, but they knew who had made it, that they weren't going to be embarrassed. So they went ahead and they stepped out and they stepped out in obedience and they walked and they took that water that was turned into wine by Jesus and they took it to the master of the feast. And when they got to the master of the feast, the master of the feast, he tasted the wine that Jesus had turned into water when God's miraculous hand had had come in the creator of the universe when the creator of the universe had mixed just water just by him thinking it just by his input just by his hand touching the matter it had been transformed water had been transformed into wine but there was a comparison that the master of the feast said and he said that every man at the beginning sets out the good wine and his something that he knows he's tasted wine before he's tasted the wine that's been made at the hands of man and he knows that this is good wine but he says and when the guests have well drunk then the inferior because when you're drunk and you 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 lit you don't really care you just having a good time you're not into trying to taste for quality because your senses are off because your heart is merry your heart is jubilant and so he says you have kept the good wine until now so even 
the master of the feast, even though he was not there at the transformation of the water into wine. He knows that this is a good thing. He knows that there is something different about it. Don't you know that when God goes in and he has his hand in the matter, you got an edge because you got the good things of God working on your behalf. Don't you know that when Jesus touches something where you have lack in your life, people will wonder, how did you get what you got? How did you do that thing? And you knew by no shadow of a doubt that is nothing but the hand of God. You can't take you can't take credit for it. Nobody else can take credit for it. But you have to give the glory unto God. So he says this to the bridegroom that you have saved the good wine until now. All your life you might have been going through some things. And then God steps in and whatever the good thing is that's going to come your way. It's been saved to the last. You have saved the best unto the last because the hand of God has come in and the hand of God has touched that thing in your life. God has touched your insufficiency. God has touched your lack. Uh, God has touched the reproach that has been in your life and God has done just as Jesus turned water into wine. He has turned your nothing into something. He has turned your something into a bountiful blessing. He has turned that life of yours around. Where is you used to be filled with poverty and lack? Uh, God has come and he has given you increase. Uh, because you believed in him. Just as the mother of Jesus believed that when she made the statement and revealed that there was lack that he would come in and he would operate on lack that she knew that because of her relationship with her son that because this really was a statement but it was a request that he would fulfill a need she knew it by the relationship and by his character she knew it by living with him what he would do when we live with God we know what he will do when we abide in him and his word abides in us, then the word is active in our life. Whatever God's word is sent out to do, it will do. God will bless you. God will see your lack. God will see that you need water turned into wine. God will use nothing. God will use whatever he has to use to get to you to bless you. If you will just obey his word if you will just obey him if you will just believe in him and whatever he tells you to do as the servants obey the mother of Jesus you obey the voice of the living God and so God can move in your desperate situation God can move in your calamity and God can turn your water into wine God can fix your life situation 
and as we see in this story that God turned the water to wine Jesus turned that water to wine and so it was it says these are the beginning of the signs of these are the beginning of signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory and his disciples believed in him so God can manifest his glory in your life and he wants to do that God wants to open doors for you God wants to heal your body God wants to cure the 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 depression that's in your mind the paranoia in your mind God wants to fix relationships in your life God wants to turn your life around God wants to cause you to live in that abundant life in him but the keys to it is that whatever he tells you to do you must do believe in him you do what he tells you to do and he will do the rest amen amen water into wine i hope that what we've talked about this morning has inspired you and that you will hold on to what what was said whatever he tells you to do do it whatever he tells you to do do it This has been Evangelist Valerie Laurie coming to you with morning inspiration, morning reflection, whatever you want to call it. But I hope that it has inspired you today. So until we can meet again, you be blessed. Amen. Bye-bye.